Hello and welcome to the Pete Barter Podcast, where you will join Pete in interviewing top-level thought leaders in education, music, and business, as well as a sneak peek into Pete's thoughts and challenges. This episode is all about... I love being able to see what it is that really creates the fire in their belly. And even when, they, when they're not sure, I love the, the brainstorming and the discovery about what it might be, even if you don't know, because it doesn't matter if you don't know. It's the, it's the excitement and the journey of finding out what it could be. Whatever you are doing right now, keep on doing it and enjoy this episode of the Pete Barter Podcast. Wicked. 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 What are you doing in Sydney anyway? Well, I'm in Sydney right now. I flew in this morning to uh, meet mm-hmm. with a few guys that live here in Sydney. Um, I'm meeting tomorrow mainly. The whole idea of coming to Sydney was to meet some guys tomorrow that are building our software and just spend the day, fly in early, fly out late. And I went, well, while I'm here, I might as well utilize the flight. I'm staying with a couple of mates tonight and uh, so have a day of just meeting with some people. But those people... One of them's flown to Adelaide. Two, actually, two of the three have flown to Adelaide, and one of them's flown to Melbourne. What? So. I know. So I got to Skype <laughs> those guys. It's all fun and games. So they're, they're basically running away from you, Pete. That's they're, what's happening. I know, and you didn't. You, you happily, happily took my call. <laughs> awesome. So welcome to podcast. And I, this is something I really think that um, it's helped me communicate better. Uh, I don't have to go through the hustle and bustle of of clip editing or video and. Uh, the way I do it, and I know that you might be interested in doing a podcast later on in the year, is mm. um, if you listen to the first podcast I ever did, it, I sort of run through why I'm doing it. And then the second podcast, I talk about how they end up getting put to iTunes. So I've outsourced that part of it. So when this, when this is all done, I'll take the audio clip and I'll cut the bit off the front that we don't need or I'll leave everything on, whatever, and I'll send that off to my guy or my girl and she will yep. put the stingers on the on the in, uh, on the front and on the back, give it the intro um, and, and add it to iTunes and it all happens within, in about half a day. Brilliant. So, yeah, it's really, Brilliant. I've, I've tried to do it and I've figured that I don't need to be an expert in this stuff because other people already are. So yeah. when, we, when we pay yeah. experts, we get get jobs done properly. Yeah, that's right. We can't do everything, and we can try, but then we'll never get what we really want done. Done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got it. So, what's your big, hairy, audacious goal for the year of two thousand and seventeen? One of my goals. Well, well maybe, maybe before we do that, been, before uh, we do that, before we do that, let's yeah, let's give yeah. people a bit of a context on what you do. Yeah, that's who I the did. hell you are. <laughs> Uh, let's do that first. So give someone just some, some chick you're chatting to on Skype, you know, yeah. just some random. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I love the universe cup perfectly. Yes, in, in position. It's good, isn't it? What have I got? My I got. Uh, my best friend gave me that. What have you got? Oh, it's just downstairs. It took just as long to make this coffee oh. as it did to um, fly here on the plane. That was crazy. Yeah, so <laughs> that'll be a bloody good coffee. So your background, <laughs> your background. Give us a bit of an idea of. I know a little bit. Probably there's a lot more happening in the future that I don't know about, but I know a little bit about where you've come from. But share with these beautiful people that are listening right now. Uh, okay, so who am I? I'm Narita McInnes, and I've worked for almost. I worked about seventeen. 
10 years in my started my own business so I've got two businesses now that I started one two and a half years ago and one just a just over a year ago so one's the Narita Network mm -hmm. and the other one is Master Your Game HQ so the Narita Network is my consulting my business consulting that I do with SMEs um, and other entrepreneurs which is more consulting marketing strategy all that sort of stuff and then master your game hq is designed for life seekers and entrepreneurs and that's all online i've got online courses that i've created one for life one for marketing and i'm super passionate about that i think you and i know each other as well through a bit of music so i've sung in bands my whole life as well mm -hmm. yes. um and that's something that i just love to sing and i love to write so and i've been writing my book as well at the moment too so hopefully that comes out sometime this year. Nice. Um, earlier would be better, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. And yeah, that's a little snapshot of me. Does that sort of that's great. tell you much? It does. It does. I remember. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's uh, be vulnerable to the people that are listening right now. Um, so I okay. first met this champ. Um, she is the singer of a front band. Can we name the band? Yeah, we're not, we're sure. Not hiding. We're not the oscillators. Hiding. The, the oscillators are a really cool drum and bass um, outfit here from Adelaide, or they're from Adelaide because I'm in Sydney. The uh, <laughs> really, really tight. You had a couple of good commercial tracks that, that got a lot of rotation on Triple J. Um, really, yeah, fresh, of course. Uh, really dug that. That was really, really cool. And then. And then uh, we met through some other friends, through um, Jody and Seven Effect. Uh, Jody and Jody and I can't remember. Her name. I don't think that I met. <laughs> no. no, I don't think we met that way. Ah. I don't think we met that oh, way. Oh, we did meet at a barter card function, no. though. I remember that. We met at a barter card yeah. function. Oh no, we met at a. Um, we met at an. an um, uh, a networking function on a Tuesday night upstairs at the I was in the city in Adelaide Radelaide mm -hmm. it, uh, it might have been a business chick event Pete uh, actually <laughs> I you think you're the only I think it was it was I was the <laughs> only guy that was so you were funny. the only guy at the event. <laughs> oh my god that <laughs> he was hilarious wearing a skirt, but he said he wanted you did. You did. You wanted to wear a skirt. My God, that was hilarious. So nothing of, wrong with that. I did a uh, I did some <laughs> breakfast um, meetings with a group, and one of the girls said, "Oh, my my girl that I was going to bring to this business chicks thing, she can't make it. Do you want to come along? I'm a platinum member, so you know you get in for free." And I'm like, "It's business chicks. Is there going to be guys?" She's like, "Oh, there's always other guys there." I literally walked in. It was at the it was at the Westpac <laughs> Centre. And there was probably 50, right. 50 girls and I just walk in the door and uh, I've never felt so vulnerable my whole life. Uh, it was, And then, um, yeah, they, they kind of made a mockery of me and we're like, we've got the rogue mail and it was actually really, really exciting to be in the room, you know, met some, I still speak to some others that I met in that room at the same time. Um, yeah. And then, and then we we also met we also met reconnected again talking about marketing and things like that. We had a couple of meetings and um, picked your brains on some ideas. But then uh, then I think we really connected at at a at a workshop that we both attended in Adelaide. A friend of ours called Jeffrey Slater, and a couple of podcasts ago, I, I got yes. to have a chat to him. But there was this one thing that he did. 
that just still have got goosebumps now thinking about it. You, you, you know the bit, right, where he plays this music yeah. and everyone sort of stands in the line and he talks you through how you feel about stuff. You know, he's very, he's very, he's, I don't want to say, he's not woo-woo, he's, uh, explain Jeffrey. He's, he's just a beautiful, marvellous guy who, who is a big piece of corporate and a big piece of hippie at the same time. And he's just really good. So he, yeah, ran us totally. through, he ran us through this talk where he had this epic music playing and he was just talking over it. And then we get to a certain point and we take a step forward and our eyes are closed the whole time. And we open our eyes at the end and the whole group, like maybe 20 or 30 of us, every single one of us was bawling our fucking eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm yeah. with, with Michelle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I'm with Michelle, and yeah. he's like, all right, give the person next to you a big cuddle, and, you know, we're cuddling anyway, and, all right, now go find someone else, and, like, Narita and I, like, the cuddles, and, like, this is so bad, but good. Like, don't, you can't see me yeah. cry. I'm a strong male. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was awesome. That was so powerful. It was just one of the most powerful, um, you know, direct experiences. You know, I, I've had the same thing. I've interviewed Jeffrey as well, and, he um, he is such a cool guy, and you're right. He's, he's hippie and he's corporate, and uh, he's yeah. He he definitely put on a great event that weekend, and we were definitely supposed to be there at the same time. Um, everyone was supposed to be there that was there, and I've made some connections that I've been now friends that'll be friends for life from that as well. Mm. And that's the power of networking, isn't it? the power totally. of of spending some time in a room with people that are also spending time in that same room. Regardless of how expensive some of these tickets mm. are for some of these events, if you don't get anything yeah. from these events, it's your own fault. Even if the guy, just as Jeffrey Slater says, a guy could take a piss against the lectern and you still take notes. You know, make that your takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he has actually said that. He was saying, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what are your your master your game HQ? I love getting your uh, Sunday night. You you put them in the mailbox at the perfect time, so they go through Sunday night, so they're ready for a Monday morning open. Um, so, I read yours last night as it came through, just after the tennis finished. Um, awesome. And, uh, yeah, I, I dig the part where you talk about you know you love being around people. That's me as well. Mm. I will I will happily go to any event, even if it's the grand final lawn bowls event. Well, I don't dig lawn bowls. I don't really dig car racing unless it's Formula One. I don't dig football, AFL at all. Yeah. But, but I'll go, or definitely not cricket, but I will go to these events because I love the vibe and, and what people bring to these. Is that what you meant by your, you love people, that kind of thing? Um, similar. Um, I think I love to be around people and hear from them what makes them tick. Like I'm fascinated by people and I love being able to see what it is that really creates the fire in their belly. And even when, they, when they're not sure, I love the, the brainstorming and the discovery about what it might be, even if you don't know, because it doesn't matter if you don't know. It's the, it's the excitement and the journey of finding out what it could be. Mm. And it doesn't have to be just one thing, it can be anything. So I get a real kick and a buzz out of that. I really do. And um, um, so, what do people? Being around people. Um, it gives me nice. 
That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. What do people get the most from um, master uh, master your game HQ? After your game HQ, well, what they get most, well, it's whatever they want to take away from it, I guess. Um, but what I put into there, sorry, I'm just looking at a spider that has just uh, um, just come out of the wings here. That's fine. I'll just let you know I'll be fine. <laughs> Nobody panic. Um, people will get out of, hey? Nobody panic. <laughs> I'm tough. I'll be fine. <laughs> uh, people will get out of Master Your Game HQ. There's, there's stuff for Life Seekers, which is, People like me who love to explore life, who like to see what's out there, who love looking at things for more than just what they are at face value. Um, and the, it's also for entrepreneurs who, because I'm one myself, I've got, that's why I've created the sort of articles on marketing. That's what I love. And I could talk about that all day, but I also love looking deep into life. Why are we here? What can we do while we're here? How do we be the best version of ourselves? So you'll get a mix of both of that. Uh, or newsletter or when you're reading my articles that's what I'm all about I love it I love it <laughs> nice one so the programs that you've got currently sitting on your so your site's up and running now you're ready to go with with people joining your mission yep got okay. people in the courses already mm -hmm. um, so we've had master your game life it's actually a refresh of master your game um, so I've got quite a few students going through that. So that's a real personal development one and it's a mix of everything that I've learned and pulled together. So things I might have um, picked up from one event or things that I've picked up, things I've done myself as well that have worked for me in discovering more of who I am. Um, and that's what I believe we're here to do. Um, and then the marketing one is uh, basically creating a marketing strategy for yourself, for your business. Um, I know that creating a marketing strategy can be so expensive, especially you know in the corporate world. I don't want it to be that expensive for entrepreneurs. We've got enough that we need to do and pay for an outlay. So I've created something that's step by step, so that by mm. the end of it, they've got a marketing strategy. It's their blueprint. They know yep. who their target market is. They know who their ideal client or clients are. Um, they're then able to have a clear picture and solid foundation of which to work from to go forward with their business. So even if their business changes and evolves, they'll at least have that steady foundation. The bit that um, I think appealed to me a lot when you were talking then was the part where you said that entrepreneurs are doing too much or enough already. They're doing so much that knowing who to, who to, to, to sell their products or, or service to is kind of... Mm they don't even think about that they just build a product and then expect everyone to want it yeah and we're yeah. learning we're learning quite you know um uh, we don't we could have done the expensive route and went let's just build this thing and work it out later but we've mm. decided not to do that <laughs> yeah. no i think um look you bang on and uh, we're all we all get we're all passionate about what it is that we create um, the thing is and what I talk about even just in um, module one of the marketing course is unless you've got all the money in the world to be able to market to absolutely everyone mm -hmm. you really want to hone in on at least you know two one or up, no more than three ideal customers um, because you really you start there 
you start there and then you can focus on these guys and focus your marketing dollars in there, see what works, how to reach them then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're trying to reach everyone, um, I think it's just going to make it way too hard. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. The, the, the term bootstrapping, you know, that can work in some respects. Like we're building some software and that's the reason I'm here in Adelaide and we bootstrap everything except for the actual coding like we're not doing that ourselves, we can't because we don't know how to do that. People yeah. should, and we should, people should have the same thought process when it comes to marketing their product, bootstrapping the marketing. Like mm. That's like shooting yourself in the foot. If you're not a marketing person, your marketing is, you're selling marketing, so that works. But there's so many mm. people who don't, that if they're not selling marketing, they don't actually know how to, Self to, to market their own business or their own product. A- yeah, I think, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Um, I also think people need to, um, not need to, but I guess we, we need to realise that we're all marketing all the time. Like mm. right now you're talking and you're, um, you're actually marketing yourself and your business just by being you. And mm. so... I think people are attracted to people that they connect with, that they trust, that they understand, that they get. Um, so whether you're um, potent, whether you're uh, specifically marketing to try and sell a product, or if you're just walking around doing your everyday, you're still marketing. If yep. that makes sense. Yep. Sales starts. Yep. Sales. Sales starts at primary school. There was. A, I think <laughs> it was. Uh, it was. It was either Bradley Sugars or it was. Um, body language guy. Uh, God, my brain's not working. That I haven't had my seventh coffee just yet. Yeah. Um, How many coffees are you having these days? Oh, this is my, my that's my second today. No, good job. Yeah, it's my second yeah. one. One before the flight, which is horrible. Horrible. It was a crappy uh, little thing. Um, oh, what's the guy's name that does the body language stuff? That guy. I went to one is of his. Is it Brad? No, Brad Sugar. No? Not not Brad. There's another guy. He's an older guy now. Ah, oh, bloody hell. Anyway, brain, no function. I went to one of his workshops and he said sales starts like really early. It starts at primary school. When you think that a girl might be interested in you or you think that you're trying to, you're trying to make friends and you're trying to be, you're trying to be in the group. So you'll, you will look at what the group is doing that you're trying to be involved in. And if they're, if they're wearing hoodies all the time, you'll wear a hoodie. If they're wearing Nike, Nike Air Jordans, and that's part of the thing, and they just do that because that's just who they are, then you'll do that, like being part of a hip-hop group versus a death metal rock group. That's mm. sales, and if you want to be in that group, you kind of start to filter that vibe into your own persona. And when it comes yeah. down to sales, then it is. Everything we do is sales, and people go, well, I don't care what people think. And like, well, they care that you don't, they, they care if you do or don't. So mm. when people say to, you know, you see these guys, I really, really don't care what people think about me. But my response to that is, well, if, if, they, if they know that you don't care, then you're not being very nice to them. But is that part of your thing? Or is that like you are trying to filter out the people that you don't want to be around? Because if you want to be around people that don't care, then, you know, I don't know what... what um, what type of person doesn't actually care about anything? You know, there's, there's, everybody cares about something. And, you know, even the, even the world's nastiest bikey gangs, 
you know, they care about their Harleys and they care about their brothers, mm. you know, that, that kind of thing. So, you know. Yeah, maybe um, there's like two ways of looking at it, like not being attached to the fact that um, people, not being attached to, in the sense of not, I don't care what you think, but more about it doesn't matter if these people accept me or not, I am who I am. There's that side of it as well, mm -hmm. I think, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I get I you. I can see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Nice. So we've got a, I've got a project coming up that involves um, some music for a change. Uh, mm -hmm. the, That's not like you. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Like I haven't played a great deal for my own benefit, which is very selfish. But music is probably the most selfish, selfless thing you'll ever do. And it's also a really cool way of being a geek. Um, <laughs> so, so being an unselfish, selfish person, I'm working towards releasing a, um, a vinyl um, around Christmas time this year. Oh, tell me more. So recording a vinyl, there's a guy I need to have a chat with earlier uh, later on today. He's, he's started the process of opening one of the most elaborate um, uh, record or vinyl pressing um, organisations or warehouses in Melbourne or in Australia. And he's, everything that he is going to be able to do is currently being sent overseas because it's too expensive here or not available at all. So this guy's going to be doing yeah. that. So I want, to, I want to have a good chat with him. But the process for me is I want, to get, I want to get supporters to back this. It's a bit like a crowdfunding thing. But I'm going to do mm. it a little different than crowdfunding because I'm not going to use a crowdfunding platform. I'm going right. to, I'm going to uh, myself and my band, this three-piece band, so the bass player and the guitarist and myself, um, we're going to work in the next few months to getting some really cool hooks together. We've already got a whole heap of stuff we've pre-recorded. But we're going to work on mm. a really strong 45 to an hour set, and that is it. That's going to be the full set that we do. And yep. we're going to play that set maybe about five times, but those sets are going to be played in record stores around Adelaide, Melbourne, and Sydney. Gotcha. So they're going to be played in the actual record store where that record's going to be available for purchase later on. But we're going to record every, every set that we play and we're going to make mm -hmm. one track from each of those recordings available on the B-side of the record. So there'll be five B-sides recorded in record stores live. Cool. On yeah. the, the A-side, it's going to be recorded. I'm not sure where just yet. Um, we're going to record probably at Chapel um, or because I, I really love Gab's. Um, Gab's can do the engineering and he's got the beautiful sound that I want like he did with Lowrider. Uh, mm -hmm. Just a real dirty, cool. beautiful, clean mix. Dirty, clean mix. How does that make sense? Even <laughs> I don't know. Somehow I know what you mean. You know, <laughs> yeah, well, good. So Lowrider's album um, is just yeah. beautiful, and I love that sound. So I want that to happen. So we're going to be doing these shows where we're going to record. But then the final recording that we do is going to be live, either at Chapel or at um, Wizard Tone, and we're going to record to tape. And the people in the audience. Gonna, we're going to have an audience to, to see the A-side be recorded and that A-side is going to be still live but everyone's going to be wearing um, uh, like silent disco so in-ears so there'll be no front of house. So it's a live event but it's like a studio event and recording the, the video as well at the same time uh, which becomes the social media stuff and the film clips and stuff and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and obviously the, the, few gigs, the few gigs that we're doing prior to the actual live the live slash studio recording, those gigs are purely campaigning gigs. 
where we charge nothing, the venue doesn't pay us anything, they're the live rehearsals, but they're campaigning. Mm. And then the final proper live slash studio recording we do either at Chapel or Wizard will be, uh, we'll, we'll sell tickets for that and we'll sell tickets for about 80 bucks. Now you're thinking, most people have said, 80 bucks for a one hour gig. Well, but no, that, that gives you a record. It gives you the experience of being involved in the whole day because it's going to take a whole day to do this one hour. Uh, it's going to be food. It's going to be, you know, chips and dip, um, the after party, and be part of that. And everyone that contributes via buying a ticket end up becoming an executive producer. Cool. Because they're putting some I really money really like that idea. So it's a, yeah. little, it's a little different than doing a crowdfunding. Give me some money and we'll go record an album, blah, 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 and it's a CD and whatever. So B-side is all live recordings done, very low-key, a few room mics type of thing, like bootlegging our own stuff. Yeah. And then the A-side is, is, you know, just fresh and beautiful and clean. But I love the – because the reason I want to do that is because I love the impurities that come from live. I love love when shit goes wrong. And as musicians, Mm. we've got to think real quick to get them back on track. Absolutely. So, and I love yep. that. I love that's that's the creativity at at its best, and I really want that to happen um, mm. in in the campaigning gigs. But at the live gig, we're going to have to nail something, you know, quite nice. So we'll be stopping and starting, and and people will see, and and we'll do a live broadcast of that as well. So that's that for yeah. me is the excitement and the fun. But that's not even marketing yet. Like we're going to have the tickets, and they're going to there's going to be websites where people can register their interest and log in and they register their interest, they pay a certain amount of money, maybe a dollar or five bucks, and they get the login code so they can watch the live broadcast, all that sort of stuff. So this is the whole chain of events. And then obviously when the record is available, those that have registered, whether they bought or ticket or not, are available or are able to get the the record at a, a lower cost. And yeah, that's all, awesome. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a great way to get the best of both worlds because I'm with you, like um, I think – People are craving that rawness these days as well. I mean, everything can be quite really well produced these days. So to have a mix of both on the album, but also to get the whole community together, people are actually a part of creating it. It just takes it to another level. I think it's a brilliant idea. Yeah, something I'm really keen to do. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, yeah. So September sometime we're going to record around about my birthday. So you know. Cool. When's your birthday? birthday? September nine. Put that in your calendar. September should, 9, I'm going to write that down. Yeah, we're on Facebook together, so you should never miss it ever again. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I said I'd look at Facebook that day. <laughs> yeah, true. True, true. I still use an old school diary, you know, as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I got on the plane. Oh, oh. I got on the plane. I've got, I'm staying here for two days, one night. Mm. Uh, I've got just a like a laptop bag. That's it. Because my normal backpack, yeah. my zipper broke. I didn't want to bring that because it looks crap because the zipper broke. So I've got my one yeah. little bag, and in that bag I have my laptop, both my phones, my chargers, headset, you know, socks and jocks and a new shirt for tomorrow, and uh, I'm ready to go for another day. Carry on. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> so what, so what's, the, uh, what's the plans for, um, for your music? Where are you heading with that? Well, uh, funny you should ask, we've got, so in my band we've got, um, there's the three of us, so there's uh, myself, Arnie and Mo, or Mark, I mm-hmm. uh, call him Mo, mm-hmm. 
And um, Arnie went away, la I think it was last year now, just over to Ireland just for a bit. So he was gone for about nine months. And so we've just sort of slowly been getting back into stuff and really having a play with our sound, to be honest, um, sort of stretching out to see what else we can do. Um, Mo's been playing a bit of guitar and I, we are, I think we're sort of slowly finding a bit more of a, a, a new direction but nothing too crazily new. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I can't put words to it yet because we haven't quite um, got there. You know what it's like, the creative process, we're just sort of, coming up with new um, sounds and just working out what feels good for us. I mean, yeah. we've been hanging out as a band together for over seven years now. Um, so, you know, it's cool just to mix things up a bit and just uh, see where our creative juices take us, basically. And, uh, yeah, so that's sort of where we're at. So I don't know. We haven't got an album or anything like that coming up, although we could hopefully have uh, a single or something coming out probably sooner we'll probably do it that way now yeah, okay so that's the thing like music music is like i said it's the most giving but selfish thing at the same time it's it's such a to to have a good group of people around you to make music with is the best feeling and you you have that mm, uh, i know so many yeah. people who just don't have that and that, it really sucks to see them struggle because they're great musicians individually but they can never actually lay down a good track because they don't have the, the right group around them. But then once you get yeah. the right group around you, someone needs to manage or drive the boat. So you can't just all sit in a room and make music for the rest of your lives because, or can you, you know, I don't know. Mm. If you want to make a living yeah. out of it, then that's not going to work for you. Sitting in your room recording mm. and making music forever is not going to make, this. there's the music and the music business. And I really love the music business. And in fact, mm. I think I love it so much that my music playing has become more sparse because I'm not doing it enough. But I'm managing mm. other bands and I'm putting on workshops and clinics and concerts and when like Justin Timberlake's band comes that's to town. That's your entrepreneurial spirit coming out and that's you, you're going to naturally do that because you are entrepreneurial anyway. Mm. I think that that definitely highlighting that side of it and I totally get you on that as well. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, you know... There's plenty of bands that have great tracks, but just getting the thing out there is hard. But then you get the thing out there. I don't know. It, it's yeah. It's a really it's a real tricky one, and I don't know what the solution is for it. You can either be all amazingly good musicians and have a, a shit ton of money that you can just pay someone to market and manage, like a brand, like a PR, which it costs money. Mm. And management mm. these days is not normally percentage based. It's it's well, sometimes it is, but I think. There's a lot of management now that's done at a professional level, which is pay-per-month management, which is fine, mm. providing they're delivering. Yeah. I think, you know, like at the end of the day, it's um, music is, it's, you know, it's it's it can be considered no different to uh, someone else's passion. Like you want to be doing it because you're enjoying it. You know, you're if you're in a band, it's like being in a marriage just to more people at once, yeah, yeah. you know. Like you have um, Hey, like you Hefner, <laughs> like you Hefner, yeah, probably not quite, but yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, like it's it's something that you want to be doing. Like some people choose to uh, play netball on the weekends, or run a marathon, or um, you know, cycle, or um, paint, you know, and um, and that's 
their outlet. That's their thing that sort of lights them up and gives them a bit of whatever it is that it gives them. And then there's people like us who love to sing, who love to you love to play the drums, you know. And then you come together, and it's being able to just be in that flow of the the moment of the music, and to be able to sing and just everything else sort of floats away. That's what's really cool about it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I- yeah, once again, I'm going to go back to Jeffrey Slater because he, he, he nails it when he talks about when, when passionate people or um, a musician, you know, for example, a musician would say, oh, I love doing this, I, you know, it's hard for me to charge because I love doing this. But wouldn't that be the right, wouldn't, wouldn't that be the reason to charge more? Because then instead of doing it because you love it, you don't have to stop doing it to go and make money doing something you hate. And, oh, no. Yeah. And, well, and, I, yeah. Yeah. You know uh, Bill Barron? Bill Barron is a, um, he's a, runs some workshops and he coaches high-end coaches on how to, how to attract the, the best client and how, to, and how to get paid what you're worth. Um, I'm teeing up a podcast with him um, and he's just, the perfect guy to explain this in in absolute real terms is you just charge what you're worth and if you charge so much money that you only get a few clients then it's those few clients that you really want to work with if you drop your price you'll get a whole heap of people that are paying for your services based purely on price not on outcomes so when we're trying to be professional in any manner whether it's business or music or music business when we're trying to be professional yet we have badly drawn up invoices or we don't collect on the money that we're owed effectively, um, you know, it's, it's a representation of how unprofessional you are if you're not supplying a proper tax invoice, if you're doing cash money gigs. Did you see my rant the other day on Facebook? Um, I was at the Tour Down Under um, uh, village and I had my boys with me and I had no cash. I just used a credit card for pretty much everything. And the first three places I went to, like, no, no card, only cash. I'm like, what? What do you mean? I'm like, man. And I'm thinking, the only reason for you to not take card in this kind of setup is because you're trying to evade tax, which you do by minimizing your actual income. You only put through the till what you want to put through the till because the till's not actually there. The till's, you know, end of the month kind of thing. Um, or the money that's coming in is funding criminal activity, <laughs> uh, you know, and which is tax evasion as well. So, you know, I'm thinking anyone who takes the when – you're, when you're paying your proper big bills, you can't think that paying cash is an easier way. Like for me, it does my head in. So this has nothing to do with any topic that we've talked about previously on this um, podcast, but I really think that yeah. – um, <laughs> I don't know how we got to it, but I just had this rant that was like, if people aren't going to take credit card or card, then why not? If it's a small little garage sale thing, then that's cool, like whatever. If it's a lollipop stand or a lemonade stand or something, then that's cool. But if it's a proper business, then shouldn't you take credit card, you know? Or is that a marketing, you know, taking credit cards a marketing thing? For, for Visa. Yeah. I don't know. You know, to help me out with that yeah, one. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I think, um, I don't think you should worry about it. 
I don't think you should let it get to you. <laughs> you're right. You're right. It shouldn't get I mean, to me. It's, it's their, their, their choice to do it that way and the ramifications for them is theirs yeah. and, um, you know, I, I guess it affects you in that you can't purchase what it is that they've got on offer that day. Mm. Um, but the rest of it, um, yeah. you know. Yeah, I was hungry and yes. no one had freaking facilities, <laughs> no one had food. You were just hungry and you needed your food. <laughs> yeah, and I got angry. I got very, very hungry. Yeah, hangry. <laughs> I'm really hangry right now. Yeah. <laughs> what is what does the next five years have in store for uh, for Narita? You know, Pete, I I don't like to think five years, mm-hmm. um, and I know that um, I like to plan. I'm a massive organizer and planner. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. um, and I definitely have my goals. I just I just know how quickly life can change and different things can happen. That five years. Um, planned out that far in advance just may not always be the best way to do things so I I do have my goals yeah I've got my goals and I've got the things that I want to achieve Mm -hmm. Um, but I also totally believe that um, you know you've got to live in the now as well and um, and it's hard for us to do it's hard for everyone to do you know we're all human and we've you know, we've got these big things that we want to do and then we get caught up in life um, and it's just, I think it's really important to come back to your centre and, you know, maybe meditate, go for a walk, get get out in nature and just marvel at the beauty of bloody planet Earth. Like today is awesome here in Adelaide. We've had grey, really grey skies and the trees just look incredibly green and it's just sometimes like you go for a walk and just like, other people see this you just go are you seeing this can you can you see how awesome this looks um and to take in and remember that yeah with this our time here is pretty short we're gonna live it up you do (laughs) have a good time you do you're not here for a long time we're here for a good time yeah spoken like a true musician (laughs) awesome yeah i mean i yeah i've got i've got the music things happening and Guess what we we're talking about? Just to bring it back to there is, um, I mean, uh, whether we uh, go out and play gigs, yep, we'll charge for it when we do play. But I think it's about enjoying the process. Um, then there's no point in going out and charging money to play if you're not enjoying it. If that yep. makes sense. Yep. yep. Um, and so mixed with that, you know, I've got my business at the same time, so kind of got a lot going on, but at the same time doing things that. I'm really enjoying and I feel I just keep meeting more and more amazing people every day because I took took the leap of faith and decided to start my own business and now businesses, um, I'm so grateful for it, Pete. Awesome. <laughs> so grateful. I really awesome. am. Yeah, yeah. Well, you create your own love and your own passion and, and if someone works in a job they hate, their job is to find a job they love. Yeah. And looking around yeah. this building right now, um, this is a place called Stone and Chalk. If you Google yeah. that, I checked in on Facebook a little earlier. It's in uh, right in the heart of the city. It's on level two of this massive, huge building. Um, there's probably, I think, 400 people on this level, and they're all small little – it's the hub. It's a small little breakout thing. It's mostly tech hub. So these guys cool. are building platforms and programs for people all over the world. And just watching people interact and engage and have meetings and every second computer that I look at, it's got you know code and wireframes and you know um, except for that guy's playing Gallagher. No. 
yeah, it's, it's it's a great it's a great environment. It's and I, I love this kind of thing. It just where this is where creativity, uh, process and creativity collide and meet. Not collide in a bad way, but they meet. And most of these guys that do this in this building and others that I've worked with in the process building code kind of structure, they're very analytical, they're very process, very green-brained type people. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. Then they need to know the process and they can't build the stuff without the process. So the creativity Mm -hmm. lapses a little bit in, in in this area. So having a creative person like myself and Michelle come in to meet with these guys a year ago to start this process or six months ago, mm. you can see them so excited about what we're building because they don't have the, the creativityness of the overall plan, but they have the creativityness of how to execute the plan. Yeah. And they execute yeah. that oh, with process. Cool. It's, it's good. Mm. And these guys are shareholders in Sammy and that they see the benefits and they see what, what it's going to deliver to the world of music educators and they're happy to come on board, not just to build it, but to, to own part of it as well. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. great, Pete. So that's the leap of faith once again. You know, it's, you know, throw everything you got at it. We've sold off the house, mm-hmm. we're living in a rental. Everything we've mm-hmm. got is going into this because we're going to come out the other end either homeless or, <laughs> or, or supplying homes to the homeless. No, you know, Pete, when uh, I met with uh, your Michelle a couple of times now, a um, few times, and the one thing that both of you have is just this real passion and drive to see this through, and that's how I know that you guys will. Um, your idea is awesome, and I can see it helping millions of people all around the world, um, and you've just got, you both have this attitude of, you know, never say die, and it's not even that, you just, you know you can make it happen. You already know, it's it's already done in your mind, it's now just rolling out the, um, the bits and pieces to make it happen. Yeah. Um, and I love that about you guys. It's it's an awesome trait. It's so great oh, to see. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, it's it's a it's a process, and we're learning a lot. I'll tell you, just mm-hmm. learning so much about what needs to be done to run a massive enterprise, like shareholders mm-hmm. agreements. You know, the lawyers stuff that's involved in this. It's not your corner. It's not your corner store little thing that we're building here and we're growing no. with it. It's like having a baby, you know. Uh, I'm at the age now where my kids are, are 10 years old, but I've got some other friends of mine that are just having babies. You know, they're, they're mm. 30, 30 years old or so. and They're having babies and they're paranoid about it. I'm like, dude, you be, you're a dad exactly the same time that they become your son or daughter. And then mm. you'll never out-race each other. You'll always be a dad <laughs> for the same amount of time they've been your son. You know, so yeah. it's like growing with this baby. You know, we can take as much information from everyone else as we can, like parenting courses. Yep. Like business courses. But everything has to mm. change. And the thing about education these days, these days, like the old days, the thing about education <laughs> these days yeah. is kids are going to school to learn about a future that no one knows about anything about yet. Mm. The kids that go to school now in 20 years' time, they're they're graduating, but into what? And they're still well, teaching. They're creating. The they, they are. Creating, they are creating, creating. the. Te- they're cre- absolutely. They're creating the future. Problem is, mm-hmm. the um, the education department is still processing them through like they're going to work in warehouses. 
Yeah, it's yeah. Still, that's still happening. They're slowly starting to shift. You know, I work in some schools, yeah. and I can see some schools really trying to to make that change happen. But it, yeah. yeah, it's it's a tough tough thing to see. Yeah, definitely. Wicked. Mm -hmm. I'll let you go. These guys want to have a chat with me now. I'm going to get pulled out of this room and go to another. Ah, uh, too popular, Pete. <laughs> oh, <laughs> tell you what. I wish my whole life was around Skype. It would be great. I'd just sit in the chair with my Doritos. And... <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you might, yeah, I don't know. You might not get be as fit then. <laughs> sure, I'm not fit now. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I need to start doing some exercise, some running or some, I don't know, something. They're saying sitting's a new cancer. Just, just put the Skype in different, uh, different levels of the building. Maybe that will be the way. Yeah, <laughs> you have to run between. Yeah, I'd I love, to have a, I love to have a stand-up. And I know that this is happening as well. People are recognizing that sitting is the new cancer and because a lot more people sit now in workforces than they do stand. Um, mm. new, these new desks that are like you, you raise up and you stand near them, you know, they're 500 bucks. That has to become standard yeah. sooner than later. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. yeah I'd rather yeah. stand right now. But anyhow... Lovely, anywho. Lo anywho, lovely chatting to you. I'm looking forward to, uh, to to hearing what the future holds for HQ. Yes, yeah. If uh, we've got actually got some exciting stuff coming up, so uh, to be a part of that, just um, jump onto masteryourgamehq.com and sign up to the email list, and you will uh, find out about it um, in maybe this Sunday's time. So perfect. Yeah, jump on board. Nice mm. one. Lovely chatting to you. Thank you so much for having me, Pete. My pleasure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll look forward to seeing you at our at our launch and maybe we'll have a support band. You guys could do oh. the thing and I could play drums for you guys and everyone's a winner. Hey. hey. Well, we, we sometimes want to get a drummer in, so, oh. you know, you could uh, do a bit of fill-in for us. Love that could to. work, you know. I'd love to. That'd be <laughs> awesome. All right, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> All right. See you, mate. Thanks, Pete. Ciao. Have a good one. Ciao, bye. Cheers. We hope you enjoyed Pete's podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share with anyone you think will get value. And if you haven't already, head to PeteBarter.com for more Pete Barter content. And remember, do something good for yourself and someone else today. Thanks for listening.